Hey everybody and welcome back to the Owl podcast. My name is Nav and finally school is over so I'm able to be back in full force. Sorry for the long break but you guys can expect 5 uploads from now including a couple of interviews here and there so keep updated. Anyways today we will be covering a hot topic that has been circulating through social media. Growth mindset is not a new topic to young people and in fact can be quite overplayed at times almost seen as corny. However, it is very misunderstood and is usually a replacement for blind optimism. I think we have we all have a different interpretations of these concepts that fit with our own understandings of learning and individual growth. I want to share with you my own understanding of this topic with this novel. So let's get into mindset, the new psychology of success. So let's start f- let's first start off with the author Carol S Dweck was born on October of 1964 in New York City to a businessman and an advertiser. She grew up in a very specialized school environment that was set up as a class hierarchy in terms of IQ. Basically only certain students with high enough IQ were able to have certain privileges and powers that can be likened to a class captain almost. This may have been a motivator for her for her obsession and research much later on in life into how these characteristics matter as well as whether we can improve upon them and if so what is the most efficient way to do so she would later pursue an education and career in psychology and human social relationships she would obtain her bachelor's in degree in philosophy philosophy from Barnard College a liberal arts college in New York in 1967 furthering her studies in Yale University she, she pursued a PhD on the effect of expectations on learning in 1972. She would work with institutes like University of Illinois as a part-timer and full-timer professor along with labs like Harvard's Laboratory of Human Deve- Development and eventually in Columbia University in 1989. Now she works in Stanford University as a professor of psychology since 2004. Using her research work experience lab work in everyday human interactions she has had in this industry she has formulated her thoughts into a book and published in 2006 Mindset the New Psychology of Success which we will talk about right now while there may have been some backlash to her findings and research that I promise to explain later its theories and conclusions spread like wildfire and took the psychological community and more recently the self-help community by storm So why don't we take a look at what she says? So first off I'll give a brief outline of the book and what she's talking about. It postulates that there are two types of mindsets, the growth mindset and the fixed mindset. This is the most basic interpretation of the book and I will go over it very briefly and as we all know the basic concepts, the growth mindset which is a term we've all heard before it is a state of thinking and living that relies on the principle that any characteristic that has been instilled through learning is mutable and can be changed for the better or for the worse also we have a substantial degree of control over whether it is for the better or for the worse based on the productive genuine work we put forth to increasing our abilities the fixed mindset is also very common and it is the way of thinking that revolves around the idea that even learned skills that even learned skills cannot be mutable past a certain point which is usually when it is first taught or very close to that like maybe like 
a few times right after that. It postulates that there is a natural cap that is enforced when first given the task and is quite futile to expand that cap. Now we've heard these terms in school, the workplace, some random motivational YouTube video and we all know that the growth mindset is a good one while the fixed mindset is a very bad one. Also it is accepted that the growth mindset translates to unending boundaries that stays consistent with our fantasies like the sky is the limit or whatever. And these are very boiled down versions and frankly they're okay and they're all right nothing there's nothing wrong about them they're just fine but i really think it's interesting how dweck dwells into the causes of why people would subscribe to each method and how it forms in individuals and society and how it can actually affect learning and development so let's go into the first thing why choose a method there are many reasons why someone would choose to follow or subscribe to a way of learning but most common is the negative and positive affirmations given to them which work for both ways actually. So let's start with the static mindset or the fixed mindset. We have, okay I'll give an example. We have a student that is naturally gifted a skill that is taught to them at day one and they're able to grasp it quickly and run with it. The student is forced to reason why he or she is so great at the skill. Our reason is simply to say, I mean one reason is simply to say that their natural abilities have been chosen to them and that's why they're able to excel, which is the static mindset. Essentially it's like just God given talents that you've been granted. Now let's have a student who is not able to grasp the skill at first. Perhaps he, he or she doesn't know how to control the ball with the inside of the foot rather than the laces. Maybe it didn't dawn on her that the power of the racket is produced mainly from the hips. Now this person seems like a likely candidate for the growth mindset as it encourages them to improve their skills but this is far from the truth. In fact these are the most vulnerable people to the fixed mindset. A big thing that our author talks about is stereotypes that can be formed that justify reasons why people are worse at certain skills than other people. The example she gives is how propaganda of inner city minorities, minorities always places them at a disadvantage to their white counterparts in terms of criminal activity. If a person is treated as a threat or a menace to society, that is all they will ever know and there's no room for growth as a community or as an individual. You will do things everyone around you assumes you to do just by nature and eventually you will live up to those stereotypes. Thus these stereotypes are used to fix a person's ability and in fact give that person a nice and easy reason that actually requires no self inspection to explain why they are bad. It's just who you are. In fact another example or an anecdote that she gives is when she was in middle school all the way up to high school, she would excel at mathematics, geometry and other just STEM subjects. But when she went into college, her maths professor didn't believe that uh, girls were better at maths than boys. And in fact, she decreased her, her ability and scored less in that teacher's class because not because she was a worse student. In fact, she was building a college portfolio in order to get into you know Yale College for a PhD but because she was in a community and within a society that essentially held a stereotype to her and did not allow her to grow or foster growth for her or encourage her 
she had she eventually lived up to the stereotype and justified it so that's an example that she gives and we can even forget the stereotypes this fixed mindset can be used to justify anything for anyone it's too convenient satisfactory and does not really blame the person so that's uh, that's another that's another reason so now let's say a gifted individual has grown in their career they advanced to the first team of their club or they are now on the national spelling bee or they made the varsity team as a middle schooler generally very successful things to do they have tied their their accomplishments and the praise they have received to their personal growth which is a very common thing to do as well but talent runs thin as they progress in life and to the next level they will eventually and quite quickly in fact realize that talent runs thin they may not start on varsity they may not be passed they 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 might not make it past the second round of the spelling bee they might not they may be benched for the rest of the season and now they are faced with a choice do i justify my shortcomings with the paradigm that i've lived in for so long or do i step out of my comfort zone and accept the fact that i need to change and grow and most likely they will stay in that fixed mindset state because that's if that because that's all they've ever known and either just give up on the sport or remain a big fish in a small pond in order to cling on to their achievements and never expand past their fears quite frankly the ones who are able to adapt and grow and the ones who just aren't is literally what separates the top athletes from the guy from the guy at your YMCA who tells stories of back in his day I used to do this and that and what not but perhaps there's also another route that can be taken which is a once in a generational generational talent type situation a good example that she gives in the book is john mackenroe whose arrogance and extreme belief in his fixed mindset gave him gave him otherworldly confidence that made him excel in tennis and cement him as one of its goats but who would advocate for the goat mindset who would actually subscribe for it dweck says that that is literally anybody the model of the growth mindset works for all types of people because it does not focus on accomplishments or praise instead it bases its marker of success on the ever present intrinsic goal of learning learning is what truly makes people great no matter what an obsession for being better than the day before no matter how gradual it is is what keeps people hooked because it can always be achieved and tracked and eventually this obsession with learning will lead to major success and accomplishments in the long run but how does one develop a growth mindset the most important and obvious step is to remove your ego from the equation but dweck says you have to also rewire how you look at success and failure we are all conditioned to see success and failure as polar opposites and treat one as a taboo and the other one as sacred However, to subscribe to a growth mindset is to seek out failure and to avoid constant success. If you're consistently the best in the room, it is time to look for another room. A healthy relationship with failure and avoiding a toxic one with success is what drives people to be to be better at their passion. In many ways, the growth mindset is the careful balance of imbalance between success and failure, confidence and humility, passion and patience that always challenges you just enough to keep you motivated and addicted to become better at the end of the day 
all of this only works if the last most important thing is f fulfilled. You have to ch take charge. In the end, it is up to you to balance these things and most of the time you cannot apply the growth mindset to everything in life. In fact, Dweck desperately encourages us to apply the growth mindset to more than just sports and school as learning is not just limited to those things. Learning, in fact, is a key rule of life itself. If you know how to learn better, then you should, you should apply it not just to your career, sports or education, but to your relationships, your social life, your interactions with others and basically just anything. The fact of the matter is that we just do not have enough interest to do so. Our time is finite and the different facets of life are infinite. And there's no way we can apply the growth mindset to everything but before we burn ourselves out. But that is no excuse from doing it from the most important things either. Now I must give you guys some disclaimers. The growth mindset is not some end all be all for achieving anything. Let me explain it like this. We all have a balloon and the balloon's radius is unique to each of us. The growth mindset only helps us blow our balloon to its fullest capacity, but does not make the balloon itself any bigger. It only helps us reach our true potential and not exceed it. Also there have been backlash from many psychologists for the past decade or so on the seemingly unreplicable results of Dweck's research. She justifies that her studies have been verified and were conducted in a very precise lab environment. Then the obvious response is how will these precise results translate over a chaotic and dynamic environment that it is meant for like a workplace or a classroom. However, it does, it does seem to work extremely well on the individual level, so take that as you will. Okay guys, that's the end of the episode. If you want to recommend books to read or give me any comments on my episode, please leave them in the description below and please email, please leave them in the email in the description below. Thanks for watching and I will see you guys soon.